You're listening to Comedy Central. August 8, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. everybody so exciting also on tonight's show we meet a president who's come back from the dead if you send emojis it means you're in a gang and donald trump is a harry potter expert so let's catch up on today's headlines let's begin with climate change it's the gradual disaster that'll eventually wipe us out if we don't take it seriously think of it like oatmeal You know, you wash your bowl right away, no problem. But if you leave it in the sink, by the time you come home, you'll have a new roommate. (laughs) And if the world does end, there's one group you cannot blame, scientists, because they keep warning us every single day to wash out our bowl. Chilling warnings out in a new report that says, if we want to save the planet, we need to change what we put on the table and how we produce food. But about a quarter of greenhouse gases in the last decade came from food, farming, and land use. Well, think about it this way. Half a pound of beef causes as much greenhouse gas to be emitted as driving 55 of these cars for one mile. Some good news, possibly, if we get rid of red meats in our diet, if we move towards vegan lifestyles, if we change how we're using the land, we might be able to reverse that damage, but the clock is ticking. So, either the world ends, or we all become vegan. (laughs) I mean, we've had a good run. Let's be honest. We've done this earth thing, I mean... What more is there to see? And like, don't get me wrong, I think we should all be eating less red meat if it'll save the planet. But at the same time, if we turn into a planet full of vegans, that's not a dream scenario. (laughs) The hot air emerging from people bragging about how good they are will heat up the planet even faster. Just be like seven billion people like, hey guys, the ice caps are melting and I only use hemp. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's mind blowing to learn that producing half a pound of beef puts out the same greenhouse gas as driving 55 cars for a mile. That is insane. I guess the only solution is that we have to drive cows. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, think about it. Then we get to eat them when we get to our destination. Two birds, one stone. Yes. Instead of valet parking, we can have filet parking. Hey! How you like the car? Medium rare, please. In other news, emojis. A few years ago, they were a cute way to end your relationship. But now... (laughs) We use them to say so much more. We can use emojis to say we're going on vacation. Uh, You can tell someone that you're busy at work. And of course, everyone's favorite, that you found human remains in your backyard. (laughs) Well, now the emojis are so next level, they can even help you get into a gang. The New York Post reports gang members are using seemingly harmless symbols to recruit in order for people to carry out crimes. These cute little symbols can take on sinister meaning. The gas pump, for example, is a universal symbol for gangs. So if you 
post this gas pump, that means you're going into gang mode. Two thumbs up with the knuckles facing each other is a sign of the Crips. And their rivals, the blood, signal their affiliation with a magician's top hat. And if they really want to taunt their rivals, they'll live stream video uh, from their opponent's turf on Snapchat. And that practice is known as cyber banging. Cyber banging. You can see when he said cyber banging, the first thing that came to his mind wasn't a top hat emoji. He was like, cyber banging, uh, banging. Yeah. So this is the new world. Gangs are using emojis. The top hat emoji means bloods. That is crazy. Because it means Abraham Lincoln was in the bloods. <laughs> and Mr. Peanut, how deep does this go? <laughs> also, just a random question. Why does the gas pump symbolize gang mode? Like, aren't you in a gang full time? But what does that mean, gang mode? What is it, like, part-time gang members? That's just like, yeah, man, I picked up a couple extra shifts with the Crips this weekend. Gotta pay off this student debt. Like, what does that mean? I also wonder if gang members ever get confused, right? When they're texting each other, do they send someone a text, and then the other guy's like, you got some beef that's heating up and you want me to wipe him off the planet? Other guy's like, nah, man, I'm saying we need to eat less meat or global warming will destroy the environment, man. I take this shit seriously. I take it seriously. And finally, speaking of criminals, former Illinois governor Rod Blagojevich is back in the news. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison for trying to sell a vacant Senate seat. But fortunately for him, Donald Trump likes him and is thinking about giving him a presidential pardon because he said he was treated unfairly. Yeah. And you know what? This might explain why Trump is so into criminal justice reform. All of his friends are locked up. <laughs> He's just like, I want them back. I miss them. <laughs> and now uh, you might be wondering, how does Donald Trump even know this corrupt politician, Rod Blagojevich? Well, was he helping him set up secret Russian meetings? Or did he help Trump with some tax evasion scheme? No, it turns out they were both on the same reality show. I just want to ask this one question. Your Harry Potter facts were not accurate. Who did the research? Um, I, I feel like I, I knew the product. In fact, I wrote a lot of the text. It's Slithering and it's Hufflepuff and it's uh, Ravencloth and it's... So are you responsible? I think, I think we did not win. Rod, you're fired. Wow. <laughs> you know, I don't know why, but after everything, I think the thing that would actually freak me out the most about Trump is if he was actually an expert on Harry Potter. <laughs> that would, like, break my mind. I wouldn't be able to accept that. If he just came out one day and he was like, I say, send her back, Expelliarmus! <laughs> I'd be like, no, I, I'm not willing to accept that. I just wouldn't. All right, that's it for the headlines. But before we go into our main story, all of this week, everyone has been asking, what can we do to try and end gun violence? And for a lot of politicians, the solution has been to do something about video games, because they've said that violent video games have the power to influence people to commit murder. And that got us thinking, if video games are so persuasive, Maybe video games could even inspire politicians to do something to end gun violence. That's why The Daily Show made a new online game called The Legislator. We made it in one day. <laughs> License to build. <laughs> right. And it's all about... It's all about trying to get gun control through Congress. <laughs> and Mitch McConnell's the final boss, right? 
So uh, lawmakers and everybody else, go check it out at dailyshowlegislator.com. You can play with your friends or if you're Ted Cruz by yourself, who knows? <laughs> Maybe it'll even inspire people in Congress to go out there and actually write some laws. All right, let's move on to our main story. Let's talk about fundraising. It's as integral a part of American politics as low voter turnout and terrorizing babies. Now, historically, <laughs> rich people have hosted fundraisers in America for political candidates, and this happened regularly, and it didn't garner much attention. But in the age of Trump, all of that has changed, as one billionaire just found out. Calls are growing from members of Equinox and SoulCycle to boycott those popular fitness clubs after it was revealed that the chairman of their parent company will hold a big dollar fundraiser for the president. According to the invite, tickets are up to a quarter of a million dollars. Many customers, including celebrities, taking to social media, criticizing and threatening to boycott the gym and its spinning studio, SoulCycle. Comedian Billy Eichner going further, saying he is canceling his membership. Chrissy Teigen tweeting, everyone who cancels their Equinox and SoulCycle memberships, meet me at the library. Bring weights. What, Chrissy, what are you doing? You can't just work out in the library. People are masturbating in there. Show some respect. Come on, Chrissy. But that's right, the owner of Equinox and SoulCycle is throwing a fundraiser for Donald Trump at a house in the Hamptons. So now there are growing calls for people to boycott Equinox and SoulCycle. And to all those people canceling their memberships, I say, good luck. Have you ever tried to get out of a gym membership? <laughs> it is impossible. People don't know this, but the real reason Harriet Tubman fled the South was to escape her Planet Fitness contract. A lot of people don't know that. She was like, I heard in the North, they let you pay month to month. <laughs> and in the wake of this backlash, the Equinox owner, Stephen Ross, released a statement defending himself. But I'll be honest, I think it only made things worse. Ross defended his relationship with Trump, saying in part, I have known Donald Trump for 40 years, and while we agree on some issues, we strongly disagree on many others. I started my business with nothing, and a reason for my engagement with our leaders is my deep concern for creating jobs and growing our country's economy. I have been and will continue to be an outspoken champion of racial equality, inclusion, diversity, public education, and environmental uh, stability. Okay, uh, let's get something straight. If you're hosting a fundraiser for Donald Trump, I don't know if you can call yourself a champion of racial equality and inclusion, all right? <laughs> you're not a champion. You can call yourself a contender of racial equality. You can call yourself a part-time participant of racial equality. You can call yourself a dabbler of racial equality, you know? Not a champion. You're not a champion. Like, like, if racial equality was a sport, you'd be playing pickup games. That's basically what this is. Because you see, like, Ross has come out and basically what he's saying is that he supports the business side of Donald Trump, but he doesn't support the racism side of Donald Trump. But you realize if you actually listen, you analyze what he's saying, what he's actually saying without realizing it is that he can afford to support Trump's business side because Trump's racism side doesn't affect him. That's what he's saying. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. SoulCycle and Equinox both have very liberal, diverse memberships. But when the news asked these members how they would participate in the boycott, their feelings were mixed. I'm really bummed to hear that the owner of Equinox 
is involved in uh, Trump's campaign. It really bums me out. I don't like President Trump, but uh, but I'm not going to go canceling my membership over it. Ever. Yeah, I'll cancel. There's a gym right down the street. If he goes through with this uh, fundraiser, I'm probably going to be out. I'm not going to cancel, no. I'd rather have plantar fasciitis without treatment than having to support in any way anything affiliated with Trump supporters. That was so specific. You know, normally people give you a general thing. He was like, yeah, I'd rather have plantar fasciitis in my left leg, right below the knee, than to support. <laughs> but that's right. Some people are torn, but many people say, if this happens, they're out. And you know what? I'm joining them. In fact, I haven't gone to the gym in the last three months in preparation <laughs> for this moment. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a hip-hop artist and criminal justice reform advocate who has a new documentary series called Free Meek. Please welcome Meek Mill. Welcome back to the show. Huh? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's great to have you here, and uh, congratulations, I guess, as part of this documentary that you are now officially off probation. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, exciting. That really yeah. is exciting. Yeah. Good to live my life. You know, for many people, they might, they might see you and go like, Meek Mill, I mean, I, I saw you out there living your life already. Has being off probation actually changed your life? Yeah, uh, actually, you know, you, uh, for my whole adult life, I'm 32 years old now. I was 19 when I got put on probation. I couldn't travel when I wanted to. So, like, tomorrow, get a day off. I want to take my son to Disney World. I go to Disney World tomorrow. You know, before, you couldn't really do that because you would have to plan probably 30 right. days ahead to do it. Like, nothing can be surprised about your life. So, you know... Of course, just traveling, your freedom, doing what you want to do. Right. You know, and everything's been good. I've been enjoy enjoying it. <laughs> I have, yeah, I've seen you, um, I've seen you smiling a bit more. You yeah. know, since, since all of this happened, it feels like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. I've also noticed that you started changing how you see yourself living life, which is really interesting, you know? Yeah. Meek Mill used to just be about rap. But yeah. now I see Meek Mill investing in lids. You know, you, you, you're, you're, you're a businessman. I see Meek Mill out there starting business ventures with Jay-Z. Yeah. I see Meek Mill... Uh, the criminal justice advocate, which I don't think you may have ever seen yourself as. Yeah. You're, you're not on probation anymore. Why are you still fighting so hard to change things? Uh, you know me, uh, my situation, you know, I had a lot of backing with mine. You know, I had people like Jay-Z, Rock Nation, Robert Kraft, Michael Rubin, people who are, like, uh, powerful in America behind me and speaking up for me. And, you know, uh, I wanted to speak up for the people who don't have a voice. You know, even, as you've seen on the clip, people marching for me and standing up for me social media world posting free meat. When I came home, I wanted to dedicate myself to helping those people and helping their right. family members or however they may have been affected by the system. Now, some, some people out there, you know, because they either have not had an encounter with the justice system, come from a privileged background, may not truly understand what probation is all about. Yeah. Some may even say, Meek, if somebody commits a crime and they get out and they're on probation, they're lucky to be on probation. 
Why do you think America should limit how long people stay on probation? Uh, it's just simple. Like, your son, your son or daughter could be in school and they can get into, like, a small fight or something like that and uh, get charged with a crime. And, you know, you get four years of probation. On your fourth year of probation, uh, your kid decides to smoke marijuana. Um, take a mistake. Not, make a mistake not to commit a crime. Uh, you know, uh, your kid don't be belong in a, a state penitentiary for actually making a mistake right. on probation. You know, if you commit crime, then, you know, you land where you lay. Uh, that's a part of that life. But, you know, people are actually going to jail for making honest mistakes and people who come out of the system trying to build their lives up and, and, and move forward in life and a small mistake could set you back for years. You know, 30 days, doing 30 days in prison, you can lose your house, you can lose your job, you can lose a lot of things. So, you know, uh, when you got people working to do better and trying to change their lives, a simple mistake shouldn't be able to hold you back your whole life like it did me, myself. It, right. It's, it was a fight. I overcame it. And... You know, I had the resources to overcome it and the drive and ambition to uh, make it out of that. But, you know, uh, it's not everybody don't have that drive. You know, I just wanted to uh, make awareness and this uh, free meat documentary will kind of get awareness to the world about what takes place in probation. So, you know, I wanted to... What, what, what do you hope people will learn from this documentary? Because it's a five-part documentary and it talks about everything. It talks about your story, but it also talks about the problems in, uh, you know, a police system where we've seen, you know, additional stories come out, where you see, the, you know, the Philadelphia Police Department, you see police departments around America where you have police who have tainted records, you have people fabricating evidence, you see an unfair system. What do you hope people will take away from the documentary? Uh, I want people to... Uh, awareness, you know, uh, basically... There's a lot of things that have been going on in the justice system for uh, many, many years, and I don't think uh, we ever been to the season where, that where we're at now, where we have, like, we have data, we have uh, social media, we have so much news and media we can attach ourselves to. Like, this is just another source of media, and me telling it through my story and uh, exposing the corruption that a young black male like me faces on a daily basis. You know, you might... I, I got friends who don't come from my world. They think that 99% of the people that's in prison Supposed to be in prison. No, that's not really the case. It's probably about 50%, 50 and 50, 50 people who don't, 50% right. of people who don't belong there because of uh, a technical violation. I don't know if you know a technical violation is not a crime. Uh, you can be on probation and just come in contact with a police officer and you can have your probation revoked and sent right. back to prison. So, you know, I wanted to give uh, a bird eye view on my life since uh, I happen to be in a situation and I am a public figure. A lot of people know me. I wanted to give them a bird's eye view of what the average American go through to, uh, just to survive and uh, get a fair shot in the world. So, you know, I use my platform. It's a great thing that you've done, my friend. Yeah. Thank you so much for being back on the show. Free Meek premieres August 9th on Amazon Prime Video. He's back on the road again. Check him out. Meek Mill, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.